Okay, everyone right to go? Go. Ladies and gentlemen, this is lockdown number five. One, two, three, four, five. Melbourne's locked down again, so please stay inside. The liquor store around the corner is still open, so go stock up on your rum and coke. It looks like baking's back in our lives. Time to binge all the Real Housewives. Get off social media and have a read. Do as little exercise as you need. Time to finish off last year's jigsaw. You thought we were done with lockdown four. It's just another little one will survive. Just sit down on your ass and stay inside. Lockdown number five. Good evening, everyone. Five o'clock kickoff today. A little bit earlier than normal. Saturday, the 17th of July, uh, show number, episode number 44 of So What's Been Happening. Uh, Lovey, how are you, mate? Welcome, Lovey. G'day, mate. How are you, buddy? Good, good. I have to apologise for the uh, pitter-patter of, it's not little feet on the roof, it's uh, it's rain, mate. I can't get rid of that little noise in the back of the shed, so we'll have to deal with it. Nah, so here we cool. are again, mate. Cool. Here we are again. Uh... Yeah, I, I'm. People say you get used to certain things after a while when you when you keep doing it, keep doing it. Uh, but I feel like I've gone the other way. That other famous saying about insanity: when you keep doing the same thing over and over, and hopefully it actually fixes things. And it hasn't, and it doesn't, and it's not the solution. And it's, you know, someone said to me, the government themselves, all governments have said that lockdowns are last resort. So I'm trying to work out how we went from zero almost to last resort in the space of about eight hours on Thursday afternoon. Um, I get it. Look, I, I, I understand that, you know, if you want to short sharp and get rid of it, then all right. But um, it just doesn't, doesn't sit well with me when they then assume that everything's still going to be a-okay to, when you're doing this, when it's not. And in particular, for people that you know, mate, with within the entertainment industry, with hospitality, small business, they're the very things that have been absolutely slammed and they've got nothing in between. And I'd hate to be a sole trader. I would genuinely hate to be a sole trader in this state right now. Yeah. It's just, it's just horrendous. It really is. Yeah, it sure it's is. And um, as we know, there's a big chance this isn't five days. Uh, we'd like to stay optimistic and think it's going to be five days. Um, I can't see that at all. In fact, I'll, I'll shout the beers, lovey, if we get out in five days, mate. So there you go. There's a bit of incentive to try and stay at home. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go you one better, mate. We don't open up until the end of the month. Yeah, well, that's a big call. That's a big call. Well, let's uh, let's 19, get someone else on. Let's get someone else on who we can. We'll guarantee this bike's not going to shout the beers. Gaz, how are you, mate? <laughs> good evening. Good, good afternoon, gentlemen. How are we both? Uh, yeah, look, largely better now that we're jumping on this show and having a little chat, but I'll be perfectly honest, mate, a bit deflated uh, on a Saturday, yeah. flat Saturday. Well, not only is the weather half ordinary anyway, but I could tell you I could find a nice little bar to listen to some music in this afternoon and tonight. Um, instead of kicking at home doing nothing, to be honest, and and that's sadly that's uh, that's what it looks like for the next few days, at least. Yeah, I, I'm, uh, I think I'm, I'm as 
I think Days is optimistic. I think. Oh yeah, I'm, I think like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking weeks. Yeah, I think we're all realistic on this one, and we've all been here before. I think the very first lockdown started off with a five-day, one week, turned into one week, turned into 117 or 111 days. So it was pretty hard to stomach, as we all know, and then we got number two, three, four, and five was never supposed to happen, pretty much like our show was never supposed to go past number one. Um, But jokingly enough, we've got to show number 44, Um, so... We might as well kick off with uh, famous number 44s, boys. Have you got one? Justin Madden. Probably. Yeah, okay. Uh, Johnny Platt. Yep. Yeah, I think uh, it's got to be the rat for me as well. What did um, that little tip head that St Kilda wear? Stevie Mill, wouldn't he wear? The tip rat. I think he was – I think he might have been 44, come to think of it. Mm. What about Cubs? Can you flash, flash back through the archives on that one? I'm just trying to think. What was the tip rate? Little what, two. That's, that's a good question. Yeah. We, we never saw the, uh, the the front of him too often. We did see the back a lot because he was pretty quick, old Milne, and did some damage against the Demons plenty of times. Credit where it's due. Very good footballer. Yeah, very much so. Um, uh, why don't we kick off a little bit of footy ball? 44 in basketball? I don't think I know of too many, to be honest. I know 45 coming up, but um, we'll save that for the next show. Yeah, yeah okay. Oh, we'll keep rattling ahead, Glenn. Keep rattling that scene inside your head, mate. We'll come, we'll yeah, come I can't think. Milney, 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 Milney. 39? He was 44. No, he was no, in he the was 40s, 44. and I actually think he was I think he was 44. So, um, Righto, let's kick off with uh, a bit of footy, boys, and what's happened in the last few weeks. We haven't talked sport for a few weeks at least, and uh, fair to say the eight's shaping up now. I still think there might be a little sneaky, um, but let's kick off with uh, top of the table in the live stakes anyway. Won their last four out of five, the Cat, on the win- winning trot of the last three. They're looking pretty good, the Cats, let's be honest. Yeah, they are. You can trust them. They are looking good. Um you can trust what I'm still a little bit concerned about them. I think, though, Stewart's fantastic, but I'm not. If they've got taller opponents, tall forwards, Mark, I think they struggle a little bit. When when Stewart has to, Stewart's good, but when he has to man up and go man on man, I don't think he's as um, effective, for want of a better word. So who's well, got the tall forwards? Too, That's the secret, though. Um, yeah. I think I saw a thing just posted not long ago. I think it was eight years or ten years uh, every year, kick 40 goals or more, Tomahawk. Oh. Uh, that's that's a big stat, let's face it. Um, if you're banked, you'd banked 40 minimum goals every year as a for, forward. Um, yeah, it's not a bad it's not a bad starting point, is it? Yeah, exactly right, yeah. No. You'd take no. that any day. Um, and does then... It, does- does the eight change? Well, let's just whip through who we got there, and then we'll we'll, we'll talk on the on the last couple that are sneakies. Uh, so Melbourne dropped slightly, dropped to second for the moment. Uh, obviously, with a game to play today, uh, sitting on fifty two points. Uh, win loss, win loss, win loss. Back to the old demons a little bit, what they used to be like. So that's a little bit worrying. Um, 
short price favourites, obviously, today against the Hawks. But uh, a healthy percentage, which we don't normally have as a Demon supporter, anything over 100 is good for us. So that's that's a great result. Um, I'm still a little bit nervous about that forward line. Not hasn't hasn't settled yet. Um, it's going to mean a lot of, uh, you know, centre centreman goals and, and running through that classic running through in waves. And, and that's going to be the old story of when that tightens up, that gets harder and harder. So you're going to need a big clunker. Um, ben Brown was serviceable without kicking goals last week. So it'll be interesting to see with uh, Vandenberg back this week, gets his opportunity with a little bit more grunt. So we'll see, see how we go. And then the Western Bulldogs. Uh, sitting there on a game behind with Port Adelaide at third and fourth. Um, they've been both interesting, I'd fair to say. Um, what's your thoughts on that, that top four? Yeah, look, I, I, I think Port is susceptible. I think they might get done by the Saints. Is that tonight? Tomorrow? Tonight? It's already, it's already happened, mate. You must have been asleep. The Port, Port Adelaide have won yeah, two goals this afternoon. Oh, Port won. Well, that was on today. Two goals this afternoon. Oh, there you go. Thanks, mate. So that surprised me, really. We sank, that surprised me with St Kilda's form, to be honest. You sleeping through it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Was like not a, wasn't even where I was on. <laughs> Don't care. <laughs> well, actually, and, down I was to, on. Uh, and down to fifth, Brisbane Lions on their way down. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I, I, look, I actually find Brisbane a bit more trustworthy than Port. Um, I know Port won today, but I think um, I think Brisbane is still probably going to be a bit more trustworthy, if you know what I mean. I think they bat a bit deep. But, um, yep. I think the only the only three you could possibly trust for the Premiership now, to be honest, are Geelong, Bulldogs, or Melbourne. Um, the problem for Melbourne, I think the, I think the Dogs can match it with the Cats because uh, they've got firepower both in the forward line but in the middle as well. So the doggies mids do kick goals. So if Melbourne haven't got a genuine goal kicker up forward, so if McDonald's not having a great night and if Benny Brown's sinking it up, I don't know where that leaves Wiedemann, by the way, but if Vandenberg comes in and he does his job forward and a bit pinky through the middle, awesome. But what you guys need more from is someone like Oliver to actually hit the scoreboard more. If you if you yeah, start seeing him hitting the scoreboard a lot more, Yep. Then that relieve that, that relieves a lot of that pressure of Petrarca, um, Vandenberg and those other blokes to try and kick a score for you. I think if 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 Oliver can get two goals a game from here on in, awesome. It'd be yeah, and I think the secret the secret is is getting, you know, at least one goal from another three or four players makes a massive difference. Um Petrarca gets change, one a week, Oliver gets one, yeah. Max Gorn gets it one. Change, it, it changes changes, it changes the numbers for sure. All of a sudden it, it's a little change, bit harder to get. Yeah, but it changes the dynamic of how you try and defend against Melbourne. Everyone knows how to defend against Melbourne right now. So Melbourne are getting over the line by sheer talent and willpower. They're not yep. they're not smashing teams out of the park. They're winning by about two or three goals. If they start varying who it is that kicks their goals for them, on top of the fact that a couple of their forwards kick them, then you, you as a defending team have to try and work out how the hell are we meant to cover that stuff. So it'd be interesting to see how that goes. What's going on with Glenn's hat? Yeah, I think Glenn's nice. decided he's he's decided he's made a green screen out of uh, a, bit of, a bit of green screen action out of his cap, which is interesting. Um, Sydney Swans, Richmond, and West Coast. What do you think in that last part of the eight there? 
Sydney are safe. They're playing really good footy. Uh, I think they'll actually like frog Port and uh, one of Port and Brisbane by the end of the year. Um, so they got GWS this week. Oh, I'll, I'll smash GWS. Um, I I think Richmond drop out now. It's dusty out for the year. And yeah, massive loss. West Co- yeah, West Coast will drop out. Um, as poor as Freo were the other night, I still I, I'll stick to my before the season prediction. They'll make the eight. They'll make one of those top two spots. And I tell you what, if GWS beat the Swans this weekend, they deserve it and they'll make up the eight spot. If not, it'll actually be us. There you go. We'll sneak in, and then we'll get smashed again yeah. first week like we normally do. Well, you got North this week, and if ever you're looking for a, a value bet, North had a win last week. They're at paying 67 bucks, so um, that could be an interesting one uh, for sure against Essendon, who who are a little bit unpredictable, no doubt. They're doing doing well, but they've gone uh, loss-win, loss-loss win in the last five. So anything can happen, as you know, this, this game. So um, we've got Carlton sitting down there. I think they're done. We, I think we, we all know they're done at 13th but still sitting at 24 points. So get a couple of wins. You just never know. Um, but it's been an interesting season, fair to say. And and this bubble scenario or what's going to happen next, we just don't know what's going to pan out for the next few weeks. So they've obviously uh, Richmond and a few other clubs all decided last second to jump on the flight and get the hell out of Victoria, which was the safe the safe place for a, for a few weeks there. And then that's gone pear-shaped and we're all off to Queensland. So... Um, yeah, let's let's see what happens. But it wouldn't be wouldn't be a cheap exercise for the league moving these players around. That's for sure. Hey, tell me, tell me why the, there's a no. game game at the MCG tonight, Melbourne Hawthorne. Game at the MCG tomorrow. Game at Marvel tomorrow. Correct. So why did Essendon North go to Gold Coast? Well, I can only yeah, I can't see the reason really. I mean, we're going back to back games at Metricon, <laughs> so. You can't fit on the Marvel this afternoon. Yeah. You've already played a game at Marvel this afternoon. You've got a game at the G tonight. You've got another game at Marvel tomorrow. You've got another game at the G. So I don't know where you're going to get the third game at Marvel in. It has to one of the so games the, But Essendon was scheduled to play at Marvel. That game was already scheduled to play at Marvel before it all went pear shaped. What but could I, have I happened? I don't see why they went to the Gold Coast. What could have happened? We could have brought oh. a brought, brought back the old uh, around the around the grounds on a Saturday afternoon where we actually had games head-to-head um, and it, we used to get the whisper, mate, yeah, A-B, North have beaten Essendon. North have beaten Essendon. Have you heard that? Like, it was just great. used to be great. The first thing you'd find out about was someone had the old little transistor, but times have changed or it goes up on the scoreboard. Who's who's A? Who's A and B again? It was great. Great times. You could play it up at Tullamarine if you wanted to. Yeah, why not? Played indoors. Played indoors at Tala. In the big hangar. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Now, on the Bombers, we've uh, obviously you guys, massive Bombers fans, but I've rustled up another Bombers superstar today just to come on and have a chat to us and good friend of the show. um, And he's going to talk to us about little things that are happening in his life at the moment. But sadly, uh, we're all back in this lockdown phase at the moment. But we look forward to getting back out. So let's bring him up, Mr. David Cosma. How are you, Dave? <laughs> and I've got the cap on. 
Nice. Have a look at you. Mate, what's going on? Have the Saints beaten the the, the, the power? You should be you should know every game that we're that we're waiting on the results on, mate. We are Sorry, mate. I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> you know, Dave. I was I was willing the power over the line, buddy. We're in there with you the know what, Dave? He'd, he'd rather just smash the umpires about. He'd rather have a, have a listen to the umpires. Yeah, well. <laughs> he'd rather get a cheeky little kip in rather than rather than yep. watch those results that are going to get us into the finals, mate. Come on! All Garth. about the kips, mate. All about the kips. Fair How enough. are you dashing, Fair David? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. Um, Good to hear. Yeah, you know we're we're here again, but. It, Bit of a lockdown, and I think we're kind of um, we've used we're used to the rigmarole now. We're used to the process, so yeah, just just riding the wave, mate. Yeah, it's bloody. How many gigs did you have any on for this weekend? I didn't, fortunately. No touch wood. Um, yep. I've managed to uh, yeah one. I got one canned the last snap lockdown, which is unfortunate, and uh, I managed to sort of get out of this one. Um, Without any gigs being cancelled, but yeah, I know plenty of people that have had their had their shows canned, unfortunately, which is a really difficult thing. Not only for not only for you know for working musos, but all these venues. I mean, we um, we nipped down to to one of our local restaurants on uh, on Thursday night just after the announcement, and um, you know he was saying I just literally ordered everything for the weekend, and we sort of said, well, what happens with that? And he's like, well, I've literally got to throw it out. I can't freeze these. You know these things that I've ordered and 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 serve them. I've got to throw yeah. them out. So, yeah. yeah, look, it's it it has a ripple effect, doesn't it, with so many people and so many industries. And um, you know, it might only be a snap down four or five day thing. Hopefully, it's only that much, but it still has a you know can have a detrimental effect on so many. So, I, honestly, mate, me missing out on a gig um, would be the the kind of the least of of the issue. I think it's. Um, it's a difficult situation, and just hope we can just get through it, and we come out of it next week. Have you had, any, have you had any indicators, Dave? Sorry, mate. Have Dave. you had any? Sorry, have you had any indicators um, from publicans, etc., that might tell you how far we might be going with this one this time? Like, do you no. get the feeling, like with? With no bookings available in weeks in advance or days in advance, nothing like that yet. No, nah, no. Nah. And you know what? I think one thing I I, I think I've I've learned is that every venue owner or every um, public and every you know live music booker, they approach it differently. You know, the definitive lockdown now we come out of it this date doesn't necessarily mean that the venue will reopen. Um, yeah, a venue recently that I was dealing with, we had, we had a gig booked and not everything was in lockdown, but they felt it was, you know, not a viable option for them to remain open, even though things weren't hard lockdown. So, yeah, look, everyone's got a different take on it. I think it's all it's all personal. How big's your venue? What's it? How's how's it going to affect um, by not having the doors open? Um, everyone approaches it differently. So, yeah, it's a it's a bloody tough one, I tell you. Mm. And how are things in your world, mate? Yeah, look, I'm, I'm look, I'm good. As you know, three thirty, three o'clock on Thursday, 
the whispers were becoming louder in terms of uh, we're going to go into lockdown. So we braced ourselves for the whole announcement. And, you know, we look with very little notice. Yesterday being Friday, we were already back into the homeschooling um, process. So I think at least our experience with where our kids go, they've got a, they've got a really good grasp on um, getting things in motion very quickly. The communication's very good and, you know, Friday morning we're back on the computer with the kids and video calls and, and lessons and we got through the day yesterday and I think we're going to be doing that for a little bit of the week coming up, hopefully only that much. Um, so, yeah, look, I'm, I'm pretty good. Personally, we've started... We started renovating uh, at our house about three weeks ago, so it's been a little bit of a, a madhouse, to be honest. Um, so yeah, look, I think I've, we just we just go with the flow. My wife's lucky enough to be able to work from home. As I said, I don't didn't have any gigs over this uh, weekend, so um, I'm yeah, I, I'm really hoping for for yeah, certainly not only my industry but every industry that things pick up and are back on track next week for everyone. Mm. So renovating, times, uh, mate. Have you? Um... Yeah. Yeah, renovating. Tough challenge. What, it is. What's the go, mate? You, 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 are you that bored? Are you that bored now with lockdowns? You just decided, I'm just going to fix my house. I'm, I'm, yeah, pretty much. Know, I pulled out, the, pulled out a pick and shovel from the shed and I just started digging and um, just going to see where it takes me, mate. <laughs> is it where you're going to stack? Is it where you're going to stack all the guitars? Looks like you've stolen a few more since the last one, mate. Have you been, uh, yeah, been moonlighting around up. everyone else's garages? Pretty much, and I've got a couple of my brothers in here just to prop up the uh, just to, just to prop up the image a little bit, you know, just to make it look. Does, oh, he, does got... he know that? No, nah, no. Nah. Does he know you've got them? No. Okay. <laughs> awesome. He doesn't know he's got them out of the case anyway. Put it that way. It's looking a bit more like cash converters there at the moment, Dave. <laughs> it is. It is. I can do you. I can do you a good deal on an electric and an acoustic if you can. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And what time? Uh, what times the Elvis history lessons kick off, Dave, uh, with the kids? Are you back doing that? Um, yeah, I've just got easing them into it this time round. So just getting them to maybe watch a couple of the movies just to kick it off, Beautiful. and then I'll get into the specifics of his life and times uh, in the near future, mate. I'll be uh, hammering it nice. home again. That's for sure. Show them sixty-eight comeback special, mate. Hey, absolutely. That's uh, the pinnacle right there. Right there. Very nice, cuz. I like it. That was, that was only 53 oh, years ago, you know. Yeah, I know. If you say real quick, yeah. Scary stuff, isn't it? Unbelievable. And to think, oh. not to harp on, but to think he was making a comeback at the age of 33, eh? His career had already gone full circle and he had to do a comeback. Unbelievable. Yeah, well, one thing we know, there's definitely going to be a few comeback tours after this lockdown phase where uh, everyone's going to be dragging out the guitars. And so sad to see the Punters Club reunion gig that was organised by Richard Moffat, who was a, a very well-known booker of the yep. corner and a few other venues. Yeah, Really sad to see there was people coming from all over Australia for that gig. Um, really sad that that gig's not going to happen at the moment. And it's going to be really hard to pull that one together because everyone was really ready to go with that one for Fitzroy at the Fitzroy Mills. So, um, yeah, it's going to be tough, as we know, Dave. And trying to get uh, little venues going again is going to be tough enough, let alone the bigger ones. And shout out to uh, the pitcher behind me, James Young, who's persistent, if nothing else, with the Cherry Bar, um, Yaya's and Hotel Westwood. And if anyone is uh, wants to order some cocktails... Uh, James is going to personally deliver them for you this weekend. So any orders before <laughs> two o'clock, 
he will make sure you're ready to go. Um, and that was hang that's on, that's on, really two o'clock two o'clock in the morning. Okay. Uh, two o'clock p.m. You'll have make sure they're in the, on your doorstep that <laughs> afternoon. So ready for the night session. He's got um, a he's got a um, he's got a really nice collection too, James of Elvis jumpsuits. So I don't know. I'm just saying maybe you put a, a little a little request in there to pop one on. He might might you know get in there, do a little bit of that, bit of this, bringing the cocktail down to the front door. Absolutely. Um, well, we know with you know James we had a chat room. He doesn't. He doesn't. You know uh, do. He doesn't need too much. Too, he doesn't need too much. Um, too much provoking to put put another suit on and dress up. So he loves it. He does. He's good. Any enough. danger, David, of an Elvis song, mate, to get us through the afternoon? Today, yeah. Ooh. Well, there's a big request. There we go. Here's a guitar well, not, I met earlier. <laughs> Why not? Thanks for uh, indulging us, Dave. That's that's a great surprise. What do you got for um, us? I reckon I'm going to have to play an Elvis number that, uh, as our good friend Aaron, the, the, the host, the hostess with the mostest here, he uh, posted something about this song the other day, which is one of my favourite Elvis songs um, called Devil in the Sky. Oh, yes. <laughs> Devil in Disguise. Uh, <laughs> but my mother used to call it the Devil in the Sky. <laughs> Shall we? We shall. As long as it doesn't make me cry, mate. You look like an angel, look like an angel, walk like an angel, walk like an angel, talk like an angel, but I got wise. You're the devil in disguise. Oh, yes, you are the devil in disguise. You cheated and you schemed. Heaven knows how you lied to me. You're not the way you seem. You look like an angel, look like an angel, walk like an angel, walk like an angel, talk like an angel. But I got wise. You're the devil. Lovely Elvis. Very good. Thank you, mate. And uh, just a Sorry, shout out to you. the devil in, devil in disguise, uh, Mr. Dan Andrews at the moment. Come on, Dan. Do it. Do us a favor, mate. Do us a favor. And 
not to uh, play political sides, but I think uh, I think they're all trying. They're all trying hard, but sadly, um, some of this vaccination side of things looking like it's playing out politically, which isn't good. So, uh, whether you whether you're a vax lover or a vax hater, I think it's half irrelevant at the moment. You got to do the right thing, and it looks like it's going to be our only ticket to ride, really, at the moment. Um, and then you just never know after that. I don't even think that's going to get us home at the moment. So let's do the right thing. That's, that's, uh, I've, got my, that's I've, got my cheeky, I've got my cheeky jab the other day, my first one. I've got a bit of still a bit of a sore arm, actually. Is that all you got? Yeah, I must admit. In the end? Is that all you got? Just a sore yeah, arm? Yeah, that's all. Really? No, no, it felt, felt fine. I literally got a bit of a sore arm that night into the next day and uh and feeling good yeah. i got this i got this twitch that i can't get rid of but apart from that i'm good mate <laughs> absolutely nothing to do with the vaccine mate that's having kazo in your ear everyone's once a fortnight <laughs> yes um <laughs> yeah well i uh i fronted up for the first one and and had no issues just a little bit of a bit of a headache actually which was no big deal in the end and, and a bit of a sore arm as you mentioned but i think yeah. that's all down to uh you jab it in the muscle, mate. That's what's going to happen. You're going to get a sore arm. So no different to the old corkies. Corkies I used to give in the arm at, down at school, Dave. So um, <laughs> we uh, we moved on and for whatever it is, six weeks later, uh, second jab's done for me. So I'm fully fully vaxxed with nowhere to go now. Um, yeah. So you'd, you'd you, like how, to think. You, Aaron, Aaron, sorry, yes, mate. How do you feel about that when you're fully vaxxed, you've done the right thing, Yep, and yet you're still yep. stuck in here. You feel about as useful as Anne Frank's drum kit. Like, what's what's the, what's the go, mate? I just don't. I, 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 it needs to get to a point where um, if you've if if you've had both vaccinations, you should be actually yep. allowed to get out and about. Yeah, I was pretty disappointed. Well, I didn't even get a lolly. Didn't even get a lollipop or anything, mate. They made me sit down. <laughs> Nothing, mate. I had to wait. I had to wait an extra half an hour, um, which was. Yeah, I mean it's it's a good thing, mate. To be honest, but I, I turned up early. I was there early. I had an early appointment, and there was not another person there. So it was, that's frustrating to see. And I reckon by the time I left, there was about four people. So mm. I don't know what the hell's going on, mate. To be perfectly honest, I reckon everyone's everyone at any age now that's that's eligible for it has had their opportunity, and I really think they need to open the open the floodgates a little bit more because it's it's proven that we've obviously got COVID issues down to younger ages so if you feel like that's going to make a difference and that's that's uh how you have done your research and that's what you want to do and and don't get me wrong it's not 100 bulletproof proven either but is anything at the end of the day um Mm. if the doctor tells me that you got to have this for a reason um mate i'm lining up and if that means a ticket to ride uh it'd be good but yeah, as I Jeez. said, I didn't even didn't even get a McDonald's voucher, mate. It's uh, a little bit disappointing, but it's uh, it, it is a bit frustrating that me sitting here now, knowing that I've done the right thing, and it's looking like being twelve months away from everyone, or yeah, a percentage being high enough that that the doors open up properly. Um, yeah, it's fr- it's really it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt venues. Going to hurt businesses. Um, there's a lot of businesses that talked about not reopening after number four lockdown. Number five is really hurting. Saw an interview with the guy that runs Panama Dining Room um, upstairs on Brunswick Street, Smith Street there. And, you know, the, the functions that he was going to run over the weekend, he's just thrown away 30 grand. Um, and he's been paying his staff 
for the entire lockdown period out of his own pocket to try and keep everything going. And he's he's a broken man, mate. There's no doubt about it. So what the frustrating part from that I see is these government handouts and support <coughs> don't seem to be coming through yet. Uh, and it, and they're talking about payments not coming through from the first lockdown. When the hell are we going to be eligible to get a payment from the fifth lockdown? Um, uh, and, and, yeah, and the piss poor excuse has been given so far, particularly Victoria, they talk about, oh, it's, it's an issue with the ABN or it's an issue because you're not GST exempt. And what, you know what? These, these businesses are still, they're paying the taxes in their own way. They're still paying land tax to you guys. They're still doing all sorts of things. So the least you can do is actually just stump up Put the money in the account. If there's an administration error, you know, fix it six months later. Fix it later. You know, just just get the money to the people who absolutely need it. And it's the same thing now. You know, there was some absolute stone-cold lies that were told yesterday. Absolute stone-cold ones about that stuff. No payment. There's about a quarter, 25% of people haven't had a payment. Hmm. So, you know, don't, don't tell me that. Don't tell me that they're they're on top of it and they're doing the right thing. Now it's over to the feds. Well, no, it's it's. All of you people that are in a, in a privileged position, you're there for a reason. Now stump up and actually do your job. That's all we ask. And if just you can't do the do right it, thing, yeah, it, spot on. Just give it to give it to someone else that can. Yeah, you know, I listened to ABC Radio for about half an hour yesterday. Actually, I was actually normally listening to Triple M or, or Triple J or whatever, but in the car it was on ABC Radio, and I was just listening for the sake of it. And there were three people on. Two of them shut their doors permanently this week because of this. And um, <coughs> the, other, the other person said they're probably going to hold on for another week or so and then they'll shut their doors. And it, it's, and they said, and all three of them have said, we, have, we actually haven't received a lick of support either from the feds or the state governments at all. So mm. all of these payments that they're saying are happening are not. That's a joke. That, that, that's, that's almost incredulous when you think of that, isn't it? They haven't got any level of support financially at all. It's just whether it's from a state or a federal, that's just not right, is it? That's just not what what this should be about. Like if if people are entitled to the support, as you said, Lovey, just find a way to give it to them for Christ's sake. We'll, we'll worry about the payment back later on. If if, again, to, if if there is a payment back, just just get it sorted. Again, if I'm a person, and if I've if I, if I'm a person who runs a business, owns a business, does whatever, and I have paid all applicable taxes to me, it shouldn't matter if I've got a GST number or not. It shouldn't matter if my ABN is not up to scratch or whatever. You know what? My business is registered. You look it up. Please please pay me so I can keep my business running. If I owe you something mm. right on down the track, let me get to it once I've got the business up and running. Yep. Right now, this yep. whole administration bullshit and, and the reason for that not giving money, that's just that's just that's just cruel. It is absolutely cruel. And and then they'll wonder why they don't have revenue and incomes coming in back into the state and back in federally in three to six months time. You know, because you you, know, you, you you kill the very people that um, was, was, were giving you your revenues for your budget. Yeah, well, the thing is, um, you know, once these, once these cafes, pubs, stupid. businesses, some of these other businesses um, go under, people don't just start again. And there's also there's not a... There's not a new wave of people coming in to uh, take over cafes and stuff. Some of these pubs will literally never become and continue to be pubs again. So, um, quick question: Who would want to invest in Victoria right now? Who would want to come to Victoria to open up a business? Who would want to come to Victoria to start up a full-time job in any of these sort of industries? No one. No one. Yeah. No one. There are people leaving in their thousands permanently. Yeah, they it's, sure are. Um, it's a generation. This is a this is a generational issue that'll take 
years to fix. Yeah, well, as you know, working in the city, um, lovey, it's a ghost town, uh, sadly, and uh, yeah, mate, it's going to be a long mate, time it, to drag him back. Like Tombstone. I reckon Tombstone would have felt busier than this. It's just a joke. Yes. All right. Well, uh, let's let's get a little bit more upbeat now. With uh, with we, I reckon I can hit Dave up for another one. Um, but yes, uh, Dave, get us out of this uh, depression. The king again, mate, be good. Give, us, give us something a little bit positive. All right, you got one. I know there's not too many. There's not too many positive songs being written, uh, as a lot of artists talk about. And uh, if they had to make money out of positive songs. They'd be broke. So, um, bloody hell! I tell you what, there are going to be some depressing albums coming out post COVID. <laughs> sure is. Oh, Cold, Coldplay, yeah. I love it. It's going to be the new downtrodden genre that's going to take over the, the world. Um, <coughs> no, I thought Coldplay will have a Coldplay make a killing. That's all they write about. That's it, mate. I thought what I'd do is um, the great Ringo Starr, the unsung, in my humble opinion, the un, unsung hero of the Fab Four. He um he celebrated his eighty first birthday only a couple of weeks ago, and um, he looks fifty. Well, I'm not saying that he's had a bit of work, but I reckon he's had a bit of work, old Richard Starkey. Um, so I thought again, Ringo to me is the unsung hero personally. You know, the greatest drummer that's ever walked the planet. I know I'm going to be you know shot down in flames for having that opinion. God forbid I didn't say John Bonham. Um, but Ringo's an absolute superstar. He, um, you know, the Aussie tour they did here in 64, he rejoined the Fab Four in Melbourne at Festival Hall because um, he was unwell on that Australasian tour. And uh, that famous picture of uh, Jimmy Nickel, who was um, filling in for Ringo at Essendon Airport out there uh, sitting all alone after that whirlwind Beatlemania experience and then he was just shunted out to make way for Ringo to come back. Um, so, yeah, and, and, you, and you probably know that Ringo got a song for pretty much on every Beatles album that was released. And the first one that he recorded and sang on was a song called um, Boys, which, uh, which is a bit of a strange song for the Beatles to record. Um, and there was a lot of talk at the time whether they should actually record it or not. Uh, so I thought I'd do a Ringo song for you, if, if you're okay Beautiful. with that. Beautiful. Absolutely, mate. Uh, so as I say, this one's called Boys, and my good friends uh, in a band called Backbeat, who are a Beatles, early Beatles uh, music tribute band, do a really good, good rendition of this song. I've been told when a boy meets a girl Take a trip around the world. Hey, hey, bop you up, bop, bop you, hey, hey, bop you up, bop, bop you, hey, hey, bop you up. Yes, say you do. My girl says when I kiss her lips, she gets a thrill in her fingertips. Hey, hey, bop you up. Boys, I wanna talk about boys now. Yeah. 
singing a song about boys to three boys hey yeah that's a boy but, fest but we just we just went with it we you did. know what you sung a song coming from the happiest man in that whole bloody band and you're still alive and kicking there that's where we should all be going so peace and love peace and love mate. but he's uh he's quite I, I i find it astounding he's probably a bit like um what's the dude out of the rolling stones again he, he looks like 150 but he's still kicking, Charlie what? So. Uh, no, it was, well, no, it wasn't Charlie. Oh. Big Keithy. Keithy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair dinkum. He looks like an old tree. He's still floating around. Uh, he he has, looks like Burns. He has defied. He's just defied everything. That I mean, seriously, if there's just a textbook of how not to live life, to 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 not live long, he would have ticked everything off. But he's just he's unbelievable. That bloke, seriously. Absolutely, he is. If Keith survives COVID, anyone can. Oh, yeah. Correct. <laughs> that should be a T-shirt. That should be a T-shirt. Keith has done himself a mischief. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I reckon uh, – I, I think it would be great to see how Keith, uh, Keith's insides look once he's eventually gone. He, he, can't, he can't have anything left, can he? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. He couldn't. Not just yet. Yep. Yeah, I think um, – like a good bottle of wine, mate. Twist it upside down and shaken up a little bit. <laughs> Keithy's, Keithy's still got plenty to give, mate, but Sarah Burke makes oh, a good yeah. comment. Preservation, and that's a good one for, uh, for Keithy. Yes, I, good point. He's pickled. He's, he's pickled. He's, if he's pickled he's himself. Incredibly pickled, that's for sure. You reckon, he, you reckon he jumps in a jar every night and just sits there instead? Just <laughs> puts yeah. it in the pickle juice? Oh, yeah. Uh, He's just, and yeah. part time, I think part time he sits on a vin in a vinegar jar at your local fish and chip shop there with the with the bloody onions. No, I, yes, I don't know how um, he does it. I reckon if I tried that, I'd be completely, I'd be, I'd be sick every day for starters. So I don't know how he does it. <laughs> I haven't yeah. had a good pickled onion from a fish and chip shop for a while, actually. I've got to got to do that. Well, my dad used to love them when we used to go get fish and chips. He'd always have one of it. Oh. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Do you guys eat a raw? My dad has to have one. He'd take yeah. it out and the Absolutely. boy could give it to him and eat it. You'd eat it there. You'd eat it there, mate. Oh. Yeah. 
Pickle onion is a traveller. Is a traveller from the fish and chip shop to the car, mate. Love my, it. My sister, doing? my sister, one night dry reach at the fish and chip shop, and Dad did that. I thought she was going to be cooked. Right, I, I'm with it. Looking up as a kid, I remember always looking up at the old bowl or the bowl that no one ever ever opened. It was kind of like the the off um, goldfish bowl border, and it was shocking. And then all of a sudden, you'd hear an old guy, "Oh, Anna, and one of those things." (laughs) He'd open it up and he'd just drop it in, you know, and it'd be demolished. But yeah, I don't ever think of I don't ever think of cooking one, lovey. Surely not. How would you? How else would you eat it? Fucking cook it. That's what you do. You cook it. You get it over, you fry it with everything else. You cook it. You don't eat that crap. Wow. That's a that's a that's a point of discussion and a debate that I've I'm very keen to know if that's what people do. Eat the pickled onion or take it home and cook it. My favorite, my favorite pickled onion, it's gotta be the Macca's one, right? The Big Mac. I'll have those. Yeah, yeah, to the yeah, point yeah. where if you're in a group of people and they start taking them out, I say, hey, over here. Oh, I love them. They are the best. But don't my sons, my sons won't eat them. I eat them all the time. I love those little gherkin yeah. things. They're great. Yeah, but don't give me that crap about this whole I'll have a pickled onion at the fish and chip shop. That's just that's, <laughs> that's just not right. Mate, you need to get your local fish and chip shop, mate. Just get one out of the jar. Just... No, I think the the pickle has become the 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 hipsters hero of the, the the you know the burger joints that have taken the 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 world by craze in the last I don't know like barber shops the last five or ten years there's burger joints on every corner the pickle is the hero of the burger now mate that's like takes center stage it's like on a, in no a two tick it's like no look one, what we got if the pickle's the hero no one of the world's going to shit <laughs> it's like the uh, the corned beef sandwich. <laughs> Affectionately known as the Reuben now, with uh, the Reuben with the, with the cheese and the pickle, the pickle sliced gherkin sitting on the top, mate. It's an absolute winner. So, so I presume the little no, cafe new, little cafe no, new, new, as I live has got the old the bratwurst sandwich, isn't it? As at um Stone Street. Well, I don't know about bratwurst, but uh, I think you, <laughs> I think you, I think you are referring. I think you are referring to the Reuben. The Reuben, the Reuben sandwich, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Oh, There's no. a great place. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't know their name. I, uh, I can't think of their name. But they're just a few houses down from the Brunswick Street Oval on Brunswick Street. They're the quiet part of Brunswick Street, and they're a toasty. Yeah. They're a toasty cafe, and they've got like seven or eight. My God, they're just to die yeah. for. And they got they got a great Reuben there. Ads and just quickly, lovey, just in case. I'm a bit worried about this pickled onion business. You know sushi. You know sushi. When you buy sushi, no, don't, don't take it. This. Don't cook it, mate. mate. Don't you ruin eat, this. You can eat it straight. Don't tell you don't have to take that fish home and cook it. Just letting you know in case you, that's what you do. Well, yeah, okay. I, I, I'm. There was there was one point there that Kazo made or no Aaron made, and I can have the pickled onion with something else. So if it's with the corned beef. Well, what are we calling it? The Reuben? Yeah. So yeah, if it's with the corned beef, I can I can vaguely accept that. It's literally just when you've got this sloppy looking thing coming out of a jar that every bloke's put his fingers in with and all the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, love it, mate. Me, you love it. Give me maybe a smell. We're, maybe we're missing something, and that could be the great COVID fighter after all, the pickled onion. It survived many a generation in that little preserved jar. We could have we could be onto something, boys. 
So what's, get COVID. Ha- what's been happening has just cracked one of the greatest mysteries of the world. Guys, I reckon you've done it, Dish. You've done it. <laughs> Let's go. We could go on a, a Victorian tour of the Great Pickled Onion. Just on that shop you were talking about, Dave, that used to be one of the absolute great fish and chip shops, that same venue that you're talking about, the one next to. Oh, really? Absolutely, yep. Um, Is that right? I didn't know that. Young guys, and it used to be very, very busy little destination until, sadly, that was another one that passed on. Wow. Where's your best fish and chip shop, boys? Where's your best fish and chip shop? Afro and Wolf. I just looked it up. It's the name of that. Toasty joint, Afro and Wolf. Check it out. Will do. Best fish and chips for you, Dave. Whereabouts? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, there's a there's a joint up there near. It's actually next door to Warringal Cemetery. They do a pretty good. Um, they do. A, <laughs> there's a location. Yeah, on Upper Heidelberg Road there, across the road from the uh, car dealers or the old car dealers there. Oh, they, no, yeah, yeah, I, know, I know where that is. Yeah, yeah blue and white joint. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't let, don't let the dead people put you off, buddy. I recommend a flake from there and a cheeky little pickled onion. Um, <laughs> yeah, and if you're not ordering fried dimmies, you can get out. There's another yes. question. Just on the dim sim. Fried. Which end? Fried. Which end first? Oh, I got to have the cook. Got to have the the covered end first. Yeah, the pointy it's covered end. everywhere. No, you know you can see that. You know you can see the meat at the top end. Yeah, you at the other oh, end. The, the yeah, so the flappy. So there's a smooth end, a flappy end, right? Yeah, smooth, smooth end first. Smooth, good, nah. flappy, no. Nah, flappy so, first. See, I always used to go that smooth end, the pocket end first. But the problem with that is you bite through and they blow out the back. There's the problem, <laughs> mate. So you've got to go the other way, mate. There's a reason it all sits in that little pocket. It's like a good dumpling, mate. The dumplings, all, dumplings taught me it, that lesson. It's all about science, isn't it, Aaron? So you go That's the flop, right. you go the, the rough floppy yeah, first. Mate. You put the sauce on there, let it soak in, and then it's nice and neat right at the end in the last bite. Normally, though, with dim sims, I don't have two bites. So it's all in at one time anyway. Straight it doesn't in. matter. Not, not the yeah. little tiny, tiny mini dim sims from Chinois that you're talking about, mate. They're, they're the little they frozen specials. Hey? Mate, they I could put six of them in at one time. Not yeah, a I bet you could. I bet you could. <laughs> uh, and just on the sushi thing, um, Lovey, you don't you don't peel that seaweed stuff off, mate. That's not a wrapper. <laughs> You're supposed to eat that. You clowns think I'm that uncouth. I don't know how to have sushi. You fair well, We We do think you're that uncouth, mate. I don't know what to think uh, after the pickled onion situation, mate. I'll tell you, I don't know. Uh, what hey, hey, Jesus. hey, that's that's that, that's social insanity, what you guys do. Uh, my, my, uh, <laughs> my, um, social insanity. My, my view on sushi is it's fine. I've got no issue with that. As long as it's treated nicely and you don't get sick from it, don't care. It's, it's edible. It's nice. It's good. Happy with it. Stuff. Well, the amount of the amount of sugar that's in that white sushi, mate, that'll it'll survive any. You can't get sick from that, mate. It's not the, it's not the sugar that's going to get you. It's that dodgy no. salmon you're eating. I just want to make sure if I've got a thermometer, it doesn't doesn't get any stronger because it's been stuck in the fish. That's all. All the mercury. 
And what about the great dessert? Let's finish it off with that. What's the great dessert or the ice pile of choice or ice cream of choice straight after the fish and chips? Mm, what do you finish shit. it off, boys? You've got to have, you you've got to have your chalk mint ice cream. It's just the best. Well, you haven't gone oh, brand. No brand you either. Like, you. let's let's start oh. a promo here. Peter's ice cream's always been the best. <laughs> Peter's. Oh, that's original. Yep, well done. <laughs> Come on, Snoozy. You gotta break out a little bit, mate. Yeah, yeah. How is he, Dave? He asked me a question, asked my opinion, then shoots it down. So why would I give an opinion? There's a reason ice cream shops sell more than vanilla, mate. You gotta have a few you gotta experience the other oh, flavors. I'm, I'm a bit of a fan of um toffee, goes all right too. Right, yeah. Oh, I'll have a I'll have a I'll have a, a, a Peter's ice cream. You boring shit. Um yeah. Ah, uh, look, you know, you, you know, when you've come from a fish and chip shop, you'd be rum and raisins tonight, wouldn't you? What is the amazing? What is the most? If they do it really well, what's the amazing dessert you can get from there every time? Fish and chips. Oh, I am. Um, oh, Mars bar and batter. No. Banana fritter. Absolutely, you get that right. That is absolutely outstanding. That shit. But lot don't you, more though, mate? Have you had one recently? <laughs> I tend to kill the banana. Yeah, I'm not sure there's much banana in those anymore. It's uh, it's like the little chocolate lolly banana, mate. There's mate, there's not much mate, not much lolly is, in that. Not much not much mate, banana. That's for sure. Mate, there's a full banana where I come from. It's nice and big, and it just goes nicely in the batter, and off it goes. Not a problem. I get a big banana yeah. all the time. Love it. Always love a big <laughs> banana. Oh, that could be a promo. Um, Here now we go. the a big banana. <laughs> And he's, the, uh, and he's pickled onion. Just on that, the dessert of choice for you, Dave, after the Friday fish and chips. Oh, look, when I'm just going old school, I'll have to go the old golden gay time. I'm a bit of a sucker for a golden gay time. But if I go up a, up market, uh, it's got to be an almond magnum or a um, or a honeycomb maxibon, I've got to say. Maxibon? Yeah, with a bis I eat the biscuit that, part that's the biscuit, second. yeah. Yeah, eat the, eat the chalky part first and then the biscuit part second. The right, old Eskimo my pie was good back in the day. Oh, the old my pie. Absolutely. Uh, and you've stolen my thunder there. Absolutely. The, that that, that uh, Eskimo pie, peeling back that little bit of foil. I'm not trying to Why get the foil they in the teeth. Remember the old, yeah, that's a good point, Ash. Remember the old full wrapper? How good was that? Yeah. Where they're trying that's to get in your teeth before you ate it. It wasn't that good. When I was nine years old, I accidentally ate half of the full wrapper because I couldn't – and then my me, me teeth were shattering like shit and I couldn't work out why. And I'd had two fillings about a month before. It. Oh, yeah, bringing it all back. Absolutely. Yeah. And Sytel's piped in with the uh, the Monaco bar, mate. You can't, well, you can't go wrong on the old Monaco bar. So. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Nothing beats a drumstick right now, though. The drumstick never fails, never will. You can always go to the shop. Monaco bar. Forgot about the Monaco bar. Remember, remember the old simple and soup? Remember the old chalk wedge? Remember the old chalk wedge? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just yeah. the old vanilla chalk coating. Bang. Just polish them off beautifully. Maybe there, is get the these, there is, there is with these high-class ice cream again. You're back to Let me get the 10-pack. That, that lasts about a day. We'd just eat the 10 of them in a day. but just gone. Man, the old man. They would not last a day. No. Uh, fair to say, high-end ice cream's not your your choice. <laughs> I, I dare say, I'm not, 
Norgan Vass Norgan Vass is pretty good, mate. I dare say Bachis and uh, Tartufos and all those aren't really in your in your wheelhouse, mate. At the at the fish and chip shop or pizza shops, normally we're known for those. Yes, I remember. I just quickly, I played. Uh, we played a gig a couple of years ago, and uh, I can't remember what it was for, but. Ben and Jerry were sponsoring this. They were sponsoring something and they were all over the stage. And I came out and I introduced my, myself and Nick as, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, we're Ben and Jerry. And <laughs> I just ran with that the whole night. It was a bloody – I got a lot of mileage out of it, let me tell you. They're possibly the dearest ice cream and known to know. man. Yeah, $15 yeah, yeah. for a little piece of either. Either. No, it's that's not right. great ice cream. Ben and Jerry driving around in bloody Ferraris now at our expense. Yeah, absolutely, they are. Absolutely, they are. Uh, Dave, we're going to let you go shortly, and thanks for uh, jumping on for us. But we're going to hit you up with one more, mate. We want to, we want a Dave Cosmer original, mate. If you don't mind, what do you got All for right. us? I thought I'd just get the old electrical guitar, right? Eh? Hey, who's is that one? Plug it hey? in. Who's your see that off? I actually, I found it in the back of someone's car last week, so I just took <laughs> it. No, this is one. I, this is actually a, a new acquisition. I bought this about uh, bought this about a month ago. I was um, yeah. using my brother's guitar of the same make, and his his one's about literally four times more. This is like a cheap Chinese knockoff, um, but it's all right. It does the job. It does. The it, job. It's like Kazo's Chalk Wedge. <laughs> it's, it's like the Coles home brand of uh, yeah. Can you can you Uber eat Chalk Wedges? I wouldn't have one right now. <laughs> um, I'm going to do a Shout song out. called uh, Purple Purple Sign, which is, I guess, uh, in these times, not being able to travel or go anywhere. It's a song that I wrote after my first trip to America. I hope you can hear it too, by the way, because I've got it going through the amp and uh, I've got no idea if you can hear it, but we'll give it a crack. Is it just me? What does the world seem like? He's going a little crazy. This song is for free. But no one really cares about the tears that I've been bleeding. I'm going where I'm going and together we'll be going again. I said I'm going where I'm going and together we'll be going again. Catch me out, never doing wrong. Comparison to the average man and his dog. Gonna hear you say reflections in the mirror. I'm going where I'm going, and together we'll be going again. I said I'm going where I'm going and together we'll be going again Don't want it to seem like I am I'm pushing the friendship around I'm glad I made the effort in the end Never once did it live up to its 
lost reputation. I'm going where I'm going, and together we'll be going again. I said I'm going where I'm going, and together we'll be going again. I don't want it to seem like I am. I'm pushing the friendship around. I'm glad we made the effort in the end. Excellent, mate. Beautiful, Great Dave. Work, mate. Thanks a lot, Dave. Um, you say, Dave. Shoot us a message, mate, when you got some gigs coming up, and we'll make sure we uh, we get a crew along. Really look forward Thanks, to uh, getting back and seeing you out there live again. Thanks again, Dave. Thanks, Dave. You say, Thanks, mate. Again. Thanks again for everything yeah, that you guys are doing to keep this keep this thing happy and going and communicating. Appreciate it. Good man. Thank you. Yeah, mate. Go bombers! Go bombers! Absolutely. Get into it. <laughs> what a great man, Dave. Dave Cosma. Absolutely. Hopefully that was a good surprise for you boys. Uh, I know I didn't word you up that uh, Dave was coming on, and it's fantastic to have Dave with us again. Good fella. Fellow fellow bomber, no doubt. Um, all right. I hope, he's, I hope he's happy. He's I hope he's early. happy at the end of the weekend. Yes, uh, the bombers. Well, mate, danger uh, game for us. The, Nothing sure. Danger game for us. North facing the Kangas. Yeah, that will be an interesting one. We could get Kanga reverse. Yeah, reverse, reverse Kanga. Look out. Um, so, just a <laughs> quick shout out to uh, a couple of shows coming up. We've got uh, tomorrow night. Matt Joe Gow uh, is going to join us. A uh, bit of bit of country, bit of country and Americana. So he was. Uh, I was glad enough. To, he was my last show before lockdown with Ben Maswick at uh, Brunswick Ballroom, which was an absolute delight. Um, and then this Wednesday we've got a bit of folk. We're going with uh, a lovely female entertainer, Joyce Pressure. So really look forward to that. A friend of Cuz's. So we look forward oh. to. Uh, hey, to getting- hey, mate. She's also someone else's Facebook friend as well. You may, you may know, buddy. So don't be throwing me under the bus. That's all right. We're also about supporting artists, mate, and that's that's all we can do these days. We really look forward to it. And just a quick shout out to uh, some of Matt and Ben's shows coming up. Obviously, some of these will be rescheduled, but I'm sure uh, Major Tom's the 24th, I reckon. That's looking sketchy, um, but hopefully we can get at least one or two of these gigs back up and going. So it's going to be one of the yeah. one of the road trips coming up, guys. So. Thanks yes, again for, sure. for your time um, and feel free to join me tomorrow and in about, what have we got, an hour's time and the Mighty Demons take the stage against the Hawks. Do they so win? Look out. Do they win? Oh, win? oh, I think they've got to win tonight. Uh, it'll be too much too much uh, at stake for them to drop, you know, to, to risk dropping this one. So they've, they've got to go hard. I think they got through, Hawks got through Burgoyne's game and after that I think uh, – 
they'll put the put the cue in the rack. I think the Hawks are done. Have you got a one and a half litre bottle of bourbon just in case they don't win, mate? <laughs> Fair to say, uh, <laughs> I won't be answering one messages. I won't be answering messages, and I'll be pretty. Oh, mate, I'll, we'll be sending them though. Don't worry, we'll be sending them. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So thanks for joining me again, one, boys. Short notice. Look forward to yeah, it, boys. And let's see you tomorrow night. All good. good work, lads. Take it easy.